Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net. Doran Dickerson here. Austin Bechtold behind the glass. Pat Bostick will join the show at 7 a.m. All the way until the end of the show, we have Brad Spielberger at 8 a.m., Tyler Kennedy at 8.30. Beck told, like I just said, you know, I didn't know which direction I wanted to go, but I'm going to choose positivity this morning, and then I'm going to end with some negative thoughts on what's been going on and what happened last night. Okay, you ask, you shall receive. Let's roll. You ask, you shall receive. Everybody, this offseason... Wondering what the Pirates were going to do. They sign a couple guys. Rowdy Telez. Uh, okay. They sign somebody else. Oh, uh, all right. When are you going to make a big name? When are you going to make a splash and get a big name? We need starting pitching. We need we need extra pitching. We need relievers. We need to bolster this bullpen. We need to bolster this roster. When are you going to make a splash? When are you going to open the pocketbooks? When are you going to spend some money, Pirates? Well, they did that yesterday. They did. Aroldis Chapman, one-year deal, $10.5 million, seven-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, was teammates with Angie McCutcheon in 2018 when he played for the Yankees. Was it 18 or 16? 18. 18. 2018, played played with Andrew McCutcheon. Aroldis Chapman is now uh, your new reliever for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and... I see some mixed comments last night behind this signing. I don't know why people can be upset about signing a guy who's a seven-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion. People are like, oh, well, he's, he's, he's over the hill. Uh, well, we need starting pitching. This isn't going to go well in the locker room. This isn't a good guy. How can I root for him? He hit Kutch in a game. Can we just be excited? Like, can we just be excited that the Pirates actually did something? Like, they actually made a move that it would that's possibly beneficial to the Pirates winning baseball games? Like, come on. Why do we always have to be upset about everything? Why do we always search for the negative whenever something positive happens? Why do we have to tear it down? He's a good player, obviously. I don't have to tell you that. And he's probably going to help the Pirates hopefully win some games. But Bechtold, you're the astute baseball extraordinaire. Why don't you break down this signing for us? Pirates, Pirates, please, please sign somebody. 
Oh, wait, not not that guy. Not that guy. We don't, right. we, don't, we don't want him. So I understand the fact that people aren't happy with the baggage. One, yeah, he hit McCutcheon. They were teammates together in 2018. Also, the things off the field that he had, a couple of different incidents, 2015 with his girlfriend and things that where legal charges were never brought about. Okay. He had a 309 ERA last year, pitch for the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. Got the ball in some big moments. Was okay. Pitched for Kansas City as well before that. We know how dominant he was for the Yankees for a large amount of years. We know how dominant he was for Cincinnati. He's not that guy that throws 103 anymore. Mm -hmm. He throws around about 99 consistently, about 100 miles an hour. You're talking about with a bullpen that already has David Bednar as maybe the best closer in all baseball. Right. Two-time All-Star back-to-back. Colin Holderman, who throws a wicked breaking pitch, to go along with a fastball that averages 98 and can touch 100. Carmen Majinski, who was a former first-round pick, looks pretty good as your seventh-inning guy. You bump him to either a role where he's a get-out-of-jam guy, which Dari Moretta did a good job of last year. Ryan Barucki. You ever hear of Ryan Barucki? He had a 245 ERA in like 40 innings last year. The bullpen is the strong suit, and you're just continuing to further bolster that. Is this the fact that the Pirates realize they're not getting as much help on the starting pitching market as they realized? Where, again, James Paxton, another starter, $12 million deal last year, this year to go to the L.A. Dodgers and start in their rotation, another lefty. Pirates have added two lefties to the rotation, so they really want another. So maybe that's why they added another big-time reliever, but why not bolster your bullpen like you did in 13, 14, 15? The last time you made the playoffs, that was one of the strong suits of the team. Mm Mm-hmm. And Paul Skeens will be here eventually. Johan Oviedo, the injury hurts. It's Mitch Keller, fill in the blank. Everybody else is in pencil when Mitch Keller's in pen. They need to make one more move. Everybody seems to think a trade is coming. But what's wrong with having a solid bullpen and a guy who is still at the peak level of his performance? It's not like he's got a 5 ERA last year. Right, right. He's still performing well. He was okay with Texas, but again, pitched in the World Series, the two-time World Series champ. Is there anything to the fact that they added Martin Perez and Aroles Chapman from the team that won the World Series last year? Two veteran guys, two left-handed pitchers as well. I mean, that that's that's kind of the point. Like you're not just adding guys to add, and you know, you just name those two guys. You're adding guys that have won and and could help in ways to figure out ways to to get your structure back in line and. You know, I, I don't know if they're that type of guy. I don't know if they're leaders or not. But, I mean, you, you're bringing quality players. Um, that's what people are asking for. And now they're upset because it's not the right guy that they want. But who is the right guy that they want? Uh, you just went through and said maybe, you know, the starting pitching market is dwindling or, uh, you know, isn't uh, the Pirates didn't take advantage of it. But what would be the next move on top of this? I mean, they did pay him some money, too. Like, it's not like, you know, it's not like they didn't open up the the wallet a little bit. He's more. like their second highest paid guy in terms of base salary this right. year for a reliever. Right. So there's a couple of different ways that people were kind of looking at it on Twitter where, oh, the Pirates are just trying to convince people that they're going for it by giving a role to Chapman a $10.5 million deal, which I think Charrington, the dam has been trying to be broken for a while here where they've been trying to add pieces and maybe it just hasn't worked out. And the appropriate numbers haven't been there. When you look at $10.5 million for Aroldis Chapman and then $12 million for a James Paxton or the type of contract that Jack Flaherty, who was a popular name, got, they need a right fielder and they need some starting pitching. You still could potentially add two starting pitchers. Maybe they trade for one. There's a lot of work that still has to be done. And, and 
as Bob Nutting, Ben Charrington have said, the offseason is like only halfway done. Right. And they go to spring training in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pitchers and catchers will report. Do you like, do you believe in the notion that there are free agent players out there that don't want to come here because they don't have a chance of winning? Yeah, I do. I, I think that they need to see it first before they truly believe it. A lot of people, that, that's just the honest reality of it. Seeing is believing. If you see success, if you see the Pirates go and sign a role to Chapman, and he's somebody that maybe he buys in, Maybe the money was just right, and mm-hmm. that's why he picked this situation. And if the Pirates are bad, they'll deal him at the deadline. Something has to change for that notion to be taken away. This might be part of it. Winning obviously curves everything. But it wouldn't surprise me if they do give out a decent free agent deal to a pitcher. Like that uh, Rodriguez who went to Toronto is an international guy. They don't know if he's a starter or a reliever. Other guys... Players want to win, especially if they're on their second contract going into their third contract. Winning becomes a lot more of a priority mm-hmm. depending on what type of deal you're at. What do you do you think like somebody like Chapman and maybe, you know, I I, I like I said, I, I watched a lot of baseball last year and I'm not gonna sit here and act like I am this savant of baseball, but I guarantee this, whenever uh the, the, the opening day happens, I will be a savant, a baseball savant. I will. That that is my goal for twenty twenty four is to be a baseball savant and I'm going to do that. And I, you're doing a great job of breaking this down. But do you think that and this may be, you know, outside the box, do you think that somebody like a Roldis Chapman's like, okay, I will sign with the Pirates, and I'll get $10.5 million. Whenever the trade deadline comes, if we stink, I have the possibility of get trading to a, a legit contender. Oh, I imagine that's exactly what happened last year in Kansas City. He got a deal that he liked financially. Kansas City is a team with a lot of opportunities. They're not good. They're not going to be good this year either. How about the fact that they have no top 100 prospects, and they've been horrendous for like five, six years. Ever since they won the World Series, they've been horrendous. So... Yeah, they traded him to a contender in Texas, and he won the World Series Mm -hmm. again. Just like what happened in 2016 with the Cubs. Mm -hmm. Got traded from the Yankees over to the Cubs, won the World Series, went to free agency and signed somewhere else, went back to the Yankees. Same thing applied here. Was traded over to a contender, won it, free agent again. Potentially has the same opportunity, depending on what happens with the Pirates. Now, the Pirates, I think, have a better chance this season than the Royals did last year. Right. So there might be a little mix and match there, but it's almost like a win-win. Like yes. I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a smart negotiation tactic. But if I was in a position that the Pirates are in, I'd be very deliberate and very uh, you know smart on how I would negotiate with the you know name players that that want money. Like okay, we'll pay you, and you know we're all in right now. We have our window. We're all in, and say for some reason that we weren't in, and say that you know it just went to hell or whatever. Um, we will make sure we do right by you by sending you somewhere that would that is in. I don't know if that would be a good negotiation tactic, but if you are trying to lure guys to come play and you get the notion that people and players don't want to play here because they don't have a chance of winning, you got to figure something out of, of getting guys in. It's either that or there are people that I, I saw on Twitter, but I don't know how much I take that. I take that over a grain of salt that said, well, well, Kutch would have to sign off on – you know, a signing like this because of their past history. Well, if Kutch is signing off, and that if that's true, why not use Kutch as a negotiation tool? Like, I'd be like, okay, like you don't do you you have questions that think that we aren't in it right now? Ask Andrew McCutcheon. Why do you think he's coming back? I would use him as well as a negotiation tool to lure more guys like uh, our oldest Chapman. It wouldn't surprise me if they said like, 
hey, Cutch, we're thinking about signing our oldest Chapman here. Things are kind of progressing. Like, you cool with it? And Cutch, yeah, we played together in 2018. It's fine. Okay. Boom. Done. That's it. I'm sure it wasn't like a big hurrah that they had to ask Andrew McCutch. Oh, let's text it. Cutch, do you think this is going to be okay, Ben? Do you What's think he going to say? Is- no? Like, right. No. no. So he actually only made just short of $4 million on a one-year deal with the Royals last year. So he gets a big raise. Were the Pirates the top bidders? Finally? Maybe. When they were talked about as not even close to being the top bidder a lot of the time for free agents this past year. He had a 446 ERA with the Yankees in uh, 2022. And and it wasn't that good. He had his struggles, but a big bounce back year last year. And Pirates are hoping to try to bank on that. Well, I, I, I'm just happy that they made a move. Like, and it was a move that it's like not like, huh? What? What? Uh, who? What? Well, it feels like it needs to be the first of about two or three more that need to come. You need another starting pitcher. Who is playing right field? Your right fielder is catching next year. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So who's going to play right? And you still need to figure out the second base position. Now it's going to be an internal candidate. It's going to mm-hmm. be Pagero. Pagero. Gonzalez. Right. They've been propping up Pagero on social media like he is O'Neill Cruz. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good player. Yeah, I, he's solid. Know, I, I just I just hope that it, it does it does develop into him being a good player. But from what I saw last year, you know, I just thought that he was pretty good at, at times. And they have some depth to be able to trade from. I know Seattle's been thrown out there as a potential trade candidate. The Marlins starting young starting pitchers has been talked about a lot. They could trade one of Pagero or Gonzalez. G1 Bay's been throated, floated out there. Out of their, out of all their top prospects, top 10, a majority of them are all starting pitchers. Now, Paul Skeens obviously ain't going anywhere. You're probably not going to trade Termar Johnson, but everybody else is potentially on the table. Text line, <clears throat> excuse me, brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. We'll break it further, uh, m- more down of the whole pirate situation right now. But there's just a situation that I love, and we touched on it a little bit, that I love that uh, it's funny to me. It's it, it's really funny that people are talking about this. We'll talk about that next, but first, a Bechtold headline. Disastrous game for the Penguins last night. 5-2, to two, the loss in Arizona in an arena that was probably about 75% Penguins fans. Tristan Jari took the loss. The Penguins, well, they had an own goal. That was scored when they were trailing by just one goal. Chris Letang tried to pass the puck back to Evgeny Malkin on a delayed penalty. Malkin misplayed it. Letang wasn't really looking when he tossed it back to Malkin either. And the puck went into the net. Pit basketball tonight at Georgia Tech at 7 o'clock. Our coverage begins here on The Fan at 6.30. For more fan headlines, go to 937thefan.com. Fan Morning Show brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Doran Dickerson here. Austin Beck told behind the glass. Austin, I just love how people um, are up in arms with the Chapman signing. And more than just, oh, does he have enough left in the tank? He's not the same guy that's thrown 103 miles per hour. What We need starting pitcher. But the most reaction I've seen is obviously the clip of him hitting Andrew McCutcheon. One you know, they obviously played together uh, after that, after that clip that is surfacing and going around. They played together. And two, like, do do people really think that every single player and teammate get along? Like, like do, do people, like, really think that just because you're on a team that you automatically get along with somebody? Like, this happens every single day. 
if you've been on a team, you know that it's not the case. Exactly. Like people you don't, don't get along. No, no, you don't like everybody, but you're willing to sacrifice, you know, your pride and your you know, being upset with somebody or not liking somebody in order to win. And somebody like Andrew McCutcheon wouldn't sign back here. Now, maybe he would a little bit because he wants to end his career here. I get that. But he still wouldn't. He still wants to win. So he's playing for the Pirates, and he re-signed with the Pirates because he thinks that they have a chance. Bringing in Chapman because you think that you have a chance is one thing, but with people saying that they don't think it's going to work and they don't know how it's going to work between he and McCutcheon because of their past history, I think it's ridiculous. Like, like things happen like that all the time. You run into guys all the time that you have feuds with, but whenever you're on the same team, you don't have to like every single guy. But every single guy has the same mindset usually, and that is to win. So, like, I I think that this this discussion of is it going to work out with – Cutch and Chapman, is he going to be, you know, a locker room cancer? I think it's kind of ridiculous at, at this point. They're they're going to go play baseball. They're on the same team now. Like, do you don't like? Okay, here you don't think that the Pittsburgh Penguins, Evgeny Malkin, Latang, Crosby, you don't think if the Penguins traded for Tom Wilson, they wouldn't accept them? They would exactly. And the Penguins fans would love it because now he's on their team exactly. Exactly. Like, I, I just, like, miss me with that. Like, I, I don't, like, it, it It happens. Perspective changes. It does. I never thought I'd see the day where Roldis Chapman was wearing a Pirates cap. No. I, I just never did, especially playing for Cincinnati. It's something that you could never truly imagine or ponder. But now it's the case. And he's he's not washed. He's somebody that can still play. And you got to consider that, and some people were even saying, well, this means they're going to trade David Bednar at the trade. No. Why can't you, why can't people accept, and maybe it's just because of the past history with the Pirates and the perception of the team, and people are still hurt by some of the non-commitment to success. I get that. Why can't you buy in even just a little bit to the signing? Maybe this is the tip of the iceberg. Maybe this is just the start of something and more is coming. Well, you say maybe it's the tip of the iceberg, and they know. You know think about it. If we know that they need to make some moves, I, I would hope that they would think and know that they need to make moves because they think that their window is now. Now, you ask a couple years ago, you know that they're not going to do anything necessary. But in their right. mind, I think that they think that the window is now. Look, they were eight games out last year. To me personally, me personally, I think you could have got those eight games with, with, uh, with, O'Neill Cruz mm-hmm. and Velasquez. Yes. If if those two were healthy, to me, I think that that could make up for eight games. So basically, uh, you know, and, and, and theoretically and in hindsight, looking in, in, in a crystal ball and, you know, kind of wishful thinking, I think that they're right there. Yeah, and nobody's saying that they're better than Atlanta. No. Nobody's saying they're the Dodgers. Nobody's saying that they're, at this point, even Milwaukee. But they can compete with Milwaukee. St. Louis is adding some pieces. This is still a winnable division. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it is. And the, it's, it's easier than ever to get in now. The winner of this, yeah. I mean, the last wild card, you could probably get win 85 games and get in. Right. The 84 Arizona Diamondbacks made the World Series. I know it's been talked about a lot. They got hot at the right time. If you get hot at the right time, they had two very good starting pitchers and a bullpen that was dependable. The hitting came. They only had 
Cattell Marte got hot and a couple other guys. They didn't have an explosive lineup like the Dodgers, but still beat the Dodgers and found a way. And it's not enough to just win 85, but you got to get there before you can truly push for more. Mm-hmm. I mean, you brought this up earlier, and you know, I want to ask you this real quick. But uh, first, Fan Morning Show Twitter poll is brought to you by P.J. Fitzpatrick, home improvement, trustpj.com. You said that there may be anticipation that there might be a trade that goes down. Um, what is the next domino to fall? Like, if there is a trade, what would it be and for what? Well, it has to be for a starting pitcher, and this has been something that almost every Pirates beat writer has alluded to. Jason Mackey, in his story when Andrew McCutcheon came back, even put it out there. Look, this Andrew McCutcheon signing is probably going to be upstaged by a big move for a starting pitcher, a trade, a name that people will kind of recognize and a deal that they'll recognize. Now, that hasn't happened in the last month. Has there been a lack of effort? I don't think so. Maybe the market is just not shifting in the way that the Pirates want it to. And unfortunately, that's also the reality of doing business. It happens. But they cannot go the rest of the way. And even Bob Nutting has said it. How much do you want to believe what Bob Nutting is saying? That's a whole different question. That they are going to make more moves, and that Ben Sherrington has the freedom to make more moves. The verbatim and just the overall ver- vernacular of this offseason compared to previous offseasons seems much more deemed towards winning. Mm-hmm. And again, you got to prove it, not just say it. Actions speak louder than words. The Chapman deal, I think, is one of the first ways. This is something that you would expect at the beginning of December, mm-hmm. but the way that the market has moved, this is why you get it at the beginning of middle of January. Now, now we obviously you know have to acknowledge that the Oviedo situation, Oviedo situation, and the Andy Rodriguez situation is oh, right it hurts. Up, yeah, it's right up the Pirates' alley. But it, you know they have to figure out ways to supplement that. Like I mean, that hurts bad, like terribly. You know that that was. If you if 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 that didn't happen and you see the roster as it is now, it's like okay, like okay, you really do add another starting pitcher, then you're kind of right there. But obviously, the, that situation's that situation. Um, what, in your opinion, what should they do, and what would you do with with uh, Paul Skeens to start the year? Well, I think it's in their best interest, and people are not going to like it that they do in terms of just the overall economics of baseball, and this is why I don't like it compared to football. You're not keeping somebody on your practice squad for two mm-hmm. weeks so there's not an extra year of control. But that's the reality of baseball. If you keep Paul Skeens in the minors till uh, first week of May, right? then you get that extra year. If you keep him until the first week of June or so, then you don't have him for an extra year of arbitration. The smartest move for the Pirates is to keep him until about mid-May, maybe the beginning of June, get that extra year of control. Yes, I want to see him on the opening day roster as well. If I was Ben Charrington, though, I would probably do the same exact thing and get that extra year of control because for the Pirates, you cannot afford to pay a Paul Skeens. You can't afford to not have him for an extra year. You can have him for more than half the season when you call him up maybe the first week of June. He should be paired right there with Mitch Keller. Ton of starts. Ramp him up. I would start him out in AAA mm-hmm. and just let him roll. Right. And I think he'll just blow by everybody. Maybe have one clunker or two, kind of like he did in his Altoona debut. He is going to start in AAA. He is not going to come up until, unless there's an injury to Mitch Keller, which would be oh, horrendous be for this team. Well, obviously, then he is probably starting out in the minor leagues and not. Be, I don't think he has much of a chance, honestly, to be on this major league rotation opening day, unless he pitches 12 innings, strikes out 25 guys, and doesn't allow like more than two hits. Unless they, he tips their hand where he says, with his play, like, I'm ready. I'm ready, yeah. 
then I, I don't think See, that they have I enough. just think I think it's ridiculous, but I understand the dynamics of what no, you're saying is. with baseball. It's ridiculous. I think that uh, – and I'm going to talk about this after the next segment that, uh, you know, I think it would behoove the Pirates um, perception-wise to have him start the home opener. Um, That'd be great. It would just – it would make too much sense to me to do that. Not, not, not start not, not start maybe not start the home opener, but be on the home opener roster. He is probably your second best pitcher, starting pitcher right, right. now. Maybe your third best pitcher on the entire team. Think about that. I, I I'm gonna get into that and just kind of just the uh thirty thousand foot view of everything uh at six forty five. But coming up next, oh man. <laughs> we talk about the pirates making moves. The Penguins made moves and it has not transpired into wins. They made moves into the wrong net. Into the wrong net. The bad news, Pirates. Oh, my goodness. We'll talk about that next. But first, a Becky headline. Multiple reports have confirmed that the Pirates signed left-handed reliever Aroldis Chapman to a one-year deal worth $10.5 million. Chapman, who remember might have who hit Andrew McCutcheon during the 2012 season, was teammates with McCutcheon in 2018, won the World Series last year with the Texas Rangers, 35 years old at a 309 ERA last season. Headlines of Power Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. We ha- I had a clip for you trying to get set up right now, but my uh, computer is not working. Did you get that back told? We're working on it. Is it the one that I think it, that you want? Yeah. Yeah, just play that one. The 17 seconds. Yeah. it's uh, You just play it. Not good. They'll bring it along and a delayed penalty. Well, this is big for the Penguins. They're just trying to kill as much time off. It went in! Oh my goodness! Well, I, for those of you that, that watched the game last night, um, you obviously know what that clip was from, and that was the Arizona broadcast uh, and their reaction to the mishap of Latang and Malkin. Listen, I, I fell asleep, obviously. I go to bed somewhat early, so I can't make it uh, You know, whenever there's 9 or 10 o'clock games, whether it's basketball, baseball, or even uh, hockey. So I missed a, a portion of the hockey game last night, but I woke up to that. Like, as soon as I opened my phone, I go to Twitter. 
And as soon as I pulled up Twitter, I see that play, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, it can't get any worse, can it? Oh, my goodness, what are the Penguins doing? I can't believe that that, tra- that play just transpired. I mean, that's the first goal. If Getty Malkin has more goals on his own net than he does this month, it is, it is bad, bad times right now for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And you go back to the start, and you hire Dubas, and you think he's the guy, and you do everything necessary. You kind of I, – I, from what I read and heard, he wanted to take a break, but you lure, lured him out of that mindset to become your general manager, president of hockey operations, to fix things and to, to surround the stars with the right pieces. Now, I think Dubas has done a decent job for what uh, he, you know, he has to work with, but it, it, it just hasn't transpired. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, you, you need to win. Like, and you need to win games against the Coyotes. You need to win games. You can't blow leads against the Golden Knights. And, you know, Zeiss had a tweet yesterday, uh, last night, that said this, and I thought it got me thinking, uh, are the Penguins kidding themselves by thinking if they put the right players around the stars, it will work? Now, Zeiss tweeted that, and I was like, are they really kidding themselves? Because they might be. And I know that Crosby's playing at a high level. Balkan isn't playing well right now. It doesn't seem like Carlson's fitting in, and Latang is just, you know, there. Um, you know, putting the right pieces around those guys is one thing five years ago. Um, but now it's not working, and and nothing is working. The, the configurations aren't working, and the Penguins are looking for answers uh, game in and game out, and it's just a shame. It is a shame right now to have that much hype going into this year, knowing that the we talk about the window with the Pirates and their window is now for their team to make a, make a, a run or try to make it into the playoffs and, and play some meaningful baseball. But the window for the Penguins is diminishing. And it's diminishing right in front of our eyes. And it is demoralizing if you're a fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins and you're a fan of Sidney Crosby, knowing that he only has so many years left to play and he's playing the way he's playing, but they can't figure out anything else, it is demoralizing, Austin. It is it is a shame that you make a splash for a guy like Eric Carlson, who will be a Hall of Famer, and you can't make it work. Eric Carlson was supposed to be the light in all the darkness after missing the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. Like, it just doesn't seem like this team has much of an identity. And... When is the last time that you said that about a Crosby, Malkin, Latang team? Yeah. You go out there, and it's happened at times where you don't necessarily know what you're going to get when the Penguins play. I have no idea what I'm going to get any time that the Penguins hit the ice. I don't know what I'm going to get from Tristan Jari. You don't know what Evgeny Malkin's going to show up. Will Chris Latang make another one of those mental errors? Graves is playing hard. Terrible. Yes, he signed a six-year contract yes. in the offseason. Yes. It, it, it's it, it's 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 very in you know it's it's head scratching, and you, you're trying to find a way and angles and a path to see if they can make it at least into the playoffs. And right. it's just not looking good right now. And you know we're we're kind of short on time, so we'll we'll definitely bring this back and dive a little bit deeper in the Penguins and what you know they have in front of them and what they need to do. Possibly, I mean, we're not you know coaches or GMs, but we, you know, we could talk through it. Uh, we'll bring it back at a point in the show, but it just seems like right now our city that, and I would say, what do you, I would say about 85% of the people who live in Pittsburgh like the sports teams, yeah. the pro sports teams, oh, right? Yeah. But it just seems like we're all in the desert right now and we're seeing mirages and all we want is some water 
because we're dehydrated, we're thirsty, we're hot, and we're desperate. We are desperate right now in the city of Pittsburgh, and we'll talk about that next on the Fan Morning Show, but first, a Bechtold headline. Pirates sign left-handed reliever Aroldis Chapman to a one-year $10.5 million deal, according to multiple reports last year. Chapman, 309 ERA between Kansas City and the Texas Rangers as Chapman looks to become another piece for the Pirates in the back end of the bullpen. Penguins lost last night 5-2 in Arizona. Was not a good game for Tristan Jari, but was also not a good game for Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang passing the puck around on a delayed penalty. And the puck found the back of the opposite net, the Penguins' own goal. Headlines powered by Bowser and Genesis Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. Right now, here's your one. Whether you want a new Chevy Equinox, Chevy Trax, or even a brand new Chevy Silverado, Century 3 Chevy will make all your dreams come true. In addition to their wide selection of new vehicles, they also have a wide variety of certified pre-owned Chevrolet models. Want to talk about efficiency? You'll be in and out with a beautiful, newer used vehicle in less than 90 minutes when you visit Century 3 Chevrolet. Now that's what I call top-notch customer service. For more, go to Century3Chevy.com. The 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Jeff Hathorne joins us next on the Fan Morning Show. Doran Dickerson here with Austin Bechtold behind the glass. And Austin, like uh, you know, like I was saying earlier, it feels like we're in the desert and we need water. We're dehydrated. We're thirsty. We're hot. And uh, we're starving for success. And I never thought that we'd get to this point. Um, but I, you know, in the back of my mind, I knew, uh, and just knowing how things work sport wise, I knew that there was going to be a time where things end and things, you know, kind of bottom out and that's where we are with our pro sports teams. And as I sit here, are we really, really hoping that the pirates are a winner this year because we need it because what the Steelers did this year and leaving us with so many answers uh, or so many questions to be answered, um, you know, the way that that season went, and now the way the Penguin season is going, and now, the, you know, the Penguin season, it's it's far from over, so they could turn it around. You hope that they do, but if they don't, are we, for the first time, like starving for the Pirates to be something here in the city? Well, it's always it's always worse than a lot of other cities especially a lot of neighboring ones that you can think of that are just in the AFC North, for example. Yeah. But it seems like the Pirates, but we had this discussion more with the Steelers and the Penguins. It's just, oh, uh, can they get in? And then can they make noise? Right. It's not, yeah, they're going to be in. Right. And yeah, they'll make some noise. It's can they, will they make it in? Can they get that last wild card? Can they? Can the Penguins, can they do anything in the Metro? Maybe they can get a wild card and potentially, oh, well, then they'll get blown out by Tampa Bay or oh, Boston will take care of them. The Pirates right now are in a similar situation, but unlike the Penguins and the Steelers who were either flatlining or declining, the, Peng- the Pirates are kind of ascending. Mm-hmm. At least that's the direction that they're on. When you go from 62 wins to 74 wins, 76 wins, that's the direction that you're currently headed in. So if you have a similar type of improvement that you did last year, and it takes O'Neill Cruz returning, but how much of O'Neill Cruz returning and his high impact in terms of overall games that you win might be depreciated because you don't have Andy Rodriguez or you don't have Johan Oviedo. Now, you know going into the season you don't have them. You didn't know that with O'Neill Cruz that right. he was going to get hurt on Easter and 
what, nine games into the season. So yes, there's still time for the Pirates to adapt and adjust to what they're doing, but I think they have a better future right now than the Penguins do. I know, and and that's the that's kind of the crazy point is like you know it's uh, everything shifted to the Pirates or shifting to to towards the Pirates and hoping that they could figure something out because uh, you know it's been a long time since I think the city has felt this way about the the pro sports teams a long time, and a lot of us knew that there was going to be a day where. Ben Roethlisberger was going to retire, where Cindy Crosby was going to retire, or even, you know, with Mario Lemieux, you know, he didn't even retire, and you still had the, you know, still had the future in place. Now you're, like, wondering what direction do the the Penguins go. I look at it like this, and you'll figure this out someday and sooner uh, in your life. Whenever, you know, you have that favorite shirt that you had from high school, and you wear it all the time, maybe wear it to bed, or you wear it around your house. And then you start dating this girl. And then you start really liking this girl. And then a year later, you guys get an apartment together. And then, you know, a couple of months in, you're hanging out and you put that shirt on. And it's all, you know, it's old. It's it's fading and everything. And she's like, get rid of that shirt. It's old. Get a new shirt. And you're like, no, it's my favorite shirt. She's like, oh, get rid of it. And you're like, really? Is it that bad? Yeah, it's that bad. Okay, fine. I'll get rid of it. And then you go get it out of the garbage and you hide it. <laughs> like, that's what the Penguins are doing. Like, I think that they're fooling themselves of the situation that they're in right now. They're trying to fool themselves and not really, you know, look at reality and say that either we need to bottom out and rebuild or we need to make some significant changes. Real quick, because I know we got to go to Jeff. As a former player yourself, obviously NFL, not NHL, do you think that the Penguins owe something? Obviously to Crosby. Like, you can never trade Sidney Crosby. I, I just don't think there's any way possible you ever do that. But the Malkin and Latang did not deal them. Isn't that why... Potentially, the whole Jim Rutherford thing happened. Did he want to move one of the big three? Well, you, you're not. You, you can't do that because that would upset Crosby, right? So, the way that they owe Crosby is keeping those guys around. And you just gotta have and, to let it play. And sometimes out. you get, no, and, and sometimes you know business takes over. You know, it's a business at the end of the day. It, it, you know, you're playing sports, but it's a it's a high level money making business, and you have to make business decisions. And sometimes, with business decisions, more than not, are tough decisions. And people are not going to be happy about it. And people are not going to be happy about it. So you got to make the right decisions. That's gonna that's gonna help your franchise or help your team or help your program. And right now, they're doing right by Crosby by keeping his buddies around even though it might be not be doing right by the Penguins. Well, Tang has, what, four years left on his right. contract? Exactly. Exactly. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy 2024. Starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer Blazer Equinox in Silverado. SunChevy.com. Today, high of 43, low of 30. Jeff Hathorne joins us next on the Fan Morning Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.